Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource you towards growth in all areas of your life. If you are interested in finding out about any of our initiatives, you can learn more about our initiatives on our website, www.geniusproject.co or come and join us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily, or you can see the live recordings of these episodes on the genius youtube channel so i really invite you to go over to youtube check out the genius project and subscribe so you can get notified every time a new episode drops well ladies this week you're going to have to excuse my croaky voice and i think i'm a bit nasally today it is springtime here in australia and hay fever season has started and i have spent the whole week with my eyes just pouring my nose going crazy it's very unattractive but uh, it does mean that my voice is a little bit nasally today, so I do apologize, but I really hope you enjoy this week's conversation. Well, ladies, on this week's episode of The Genius Podcast, I'm joined by my very good friend, Laura Rowland. She's joining me from the United States, and as many of you would know, Laura has been on the podcast a couple of times. She's a very dear friend of mine, and we are going to have a conversation today about something that would be one of the topics I think that I am most passionate about. Just last week, I gave a workshop at the Ignite Youth Conference in Sydney on this particular topic, and I'm so excited today to be diving into this with Laura. Today, we're going to be talking about our unique and unrepeatable mission and purpose as women created in the image and likeness of God, and how you can discover your own unique personal vocation. Being created in God's image and likeness means that we all have a mandate to co create our lives with him and to create a masterpiece of our lives through the choices that we make and the things that we commit our time, our energy and our labor to. But sometimes we commit our time, our energy and our labor to the wrong things, things that are not actually in keeping with our unique design, with God's unique mission for us and our personal vocation. So in this conversation, Laura and I are going to dive into a topic looking at our unique motivational design and pattern and what this actually means. Laura is really spearheading something in this particular area. She's one of the few people, in fact, I think she might be the only person who has gone through the training to become an M-Code certified coach. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about what is a unique motivational design and how you can actually discover your own soul's code so that you can discover your personal mission and vocation. I really hope and pray that you'll be blessed by this conversation. Well, Laura, welcome back to the Genius Podcast. I'm so thrilled to having you joining us once again. You're an old friend of the Genius Project and Sisterhood. So welcome. Oh, thanks so much, Karen. It is it has been a while, but I'm so excited to be back. And um, I've been listening um, to all of the podcasts that you've that you've done in the last, I guess it's been the last season and wow, you've just been on such a beautiful journey with this. So it's just a, it's just a delight to be back and to, to be back in studio, um, several, several continents away, but in studio nonetheless with you. It's always a, it's always a delight of my heart for sure. Well, thank you so much. You and I actually are good friends. We met, for the listeners who are joining the journey now, we met back in 2017, which seems like a whole lifetime away now, but we met when you got in touch with me to book Jonathan to come and speak over 
for Washington schools and we grew in friendship. You came and gave a keynote at the Sisterhood Conference and you're an old friend, um, a very true and good friend, very faithful, and you have so much wisdom to offer. And I'm really, really looking forward to the topic that we're going to be diving into today, which is discovering our unique gifts and understanding our motivational design. And that's something that I think every person really, once they get a revelation of that, it shifts how they show up. It shifts how they experience and experience life and how they're fulfilled in life too. So we'll get into that in a moment, but you've had quite a journey. You were working for Hello, and now you've gone out on your own. Can you bring us up to speed on the last couple of months? Absolutely. Um, so for uh, for those of you that know me, um, I don't stay in one particular job for a very long time, it seems like. Um, and Hello, uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's the number one Catholic uh, Christian prayer app in the world. And it was uh, a startup company um, founded by uh, three really good friends and some of their other friends out of Notre Dame University. And I joined Hallow um, back in 2021. Is that true? No, it was 20. I've, I've lost my dates. Anyway, I know. I joined the it a couple years ago. A blur. Last few years are a blur. But anyway, so I joined them as part of their content team. And it was the best job I didn't even know that I wanted or needed. Went and learned a ton about startup culture um, and really met some amazing, amazing people whose whole mission is to help people pray and grow closer to the Lord. Um, just a beautiful, beautiful mission-driven company. Um, and then in uh, February <laughs> of this year, the Lord said, and now it's time to go, which is usually what the Lord says to me when uh, when he's got something else that he wants me to do. Um, so I left the best job. I never even knew I wanted or needed. Um, it will always be a true Hallow fan. Uh, they are family for me, for sure. Um, but the Lord called me out again into speaking and writing. Um, I've had a book on my heart for a while now. And uh, so that's in the works. Yay. And that's what I thought I was going to be doing is writing this book. Um, um, also being a grandmother, um, our, uh, our son and his wife had their second little boy, their second baby. And so grandmotherhood has also been on my radar. And that's what I thought I was going to be doing. And um, then in June, I had this opportunity to, uh, to dive further into something called the motivation code, the M code assessment, um, the opportunity to study more about it and become a certified M code Catholic coach literally the Lord just like landed it in my lap. And um, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now. And the Lord made it abundantly clear. And so I uh, went and got certified and in August uh, launched my uh, motivation code coaching program uh, yeah. business, if you want to call it that. And uh, it's just been, it's just been a delight. It's been, it's been uh, so joyful and yeah. So I love when the Lord surprises me, which he, he does. Yes, he often. has such a way of doing that. And it's amazing, actually, like talking to you, catching up with you. My experience of encountering you is that you are really living in the heart of your gift at the moment and you're really fully alive doing that. Would that be right? I think so, Karen. Um, I, 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 the, the new phrase for me is that I feel the most authentic version of myself that I, that I think I've ever felt in my lifetime. And, and what I've learned is that I'm coming at the world, showing up as, as my true authentic self, the way that the Lord has, has created me to be, to show up, to be his, his unique 
image bearer um, yes. to the, you know, to the world, living out a personal vocation. Um, and that has been, um, it's just embracing, em- embracing that and then really stepping out into the world. I, I'm able to do that confidently because I know that this is what the Lord's creating me to do. Yes. Um, and so it really is, um, it's really been really a beautiful journey to, to watch, to sort of watch myself do this. Like, who is this person who is showing up and talking about this and, and working with women um, around this? Because six months ago, I would have never thought this was even possible. So It's incredible, isn't it? How God just strategically moves us towards certain things. But as you're speaking, the quote from St. Irenaeus comes to mind, the glory of God is man or woman fully alive. And I think when we really are operating in our gift and in our true design, we bring glory to God. Ephesians says that we exist for the praise of his glory. And so when you see someone operating in the height of their gift or really living in what I call the eye of the storm, the eye of the gift, it really elevates your gaze to heaven because you are, that this person is redirecting glory to God through their actions and, and how they're living their life. St. Thomas Aquinas said our actions reveal the essence of a person. And so when we're really living in our gift, we're really bringing, as you say, something of Christ's image here on earth and reflecting something of God's and giving him glory. So it's beautiful to witness. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and it's, it's really, um, it's, it's so true in all of that because I see it also in, um, in the, the clients that I've worked with, the, the women that I've worked with so far and seeing them, you know, inevitably I, they have this moment of where they just kind of sit back and it's almost like they're allowing the Lord to just sort of hug them (laughs) for lack of a better phrase. Like they just sort of like receive that embrace. And then very often the next phrase is there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. This is, this is who I am. And there is nothing wrong with me. It's a really powerful moment. Mm -hmm. And then to see them kind of step forward, knowing this is who the Lord's created them to be. And you're right. There's a light and a radiance and there's a, there's a buoyancy about them and almost like a, like, I can't wait to see what's next. Like, where am I going to go with this? So it's great. Absolutely. And there's a freedom too. When we actually, when we have that light bulb moment where we actually get to know ourselves and get to know ourselves in light of how God has created us, then Mm -hmm. we can bring, I guess, what we're doing into alignment with that revelation of who we are. I love that quote from St. Catherine of Siena, be who God created you to be and you'll set the world ablaze. And I think that's the the sort of thing I try and talk into when I'm coaching women in this area is when you're really operating in your gift, you are setting the world ablaze because you're bringing the glory of God to every moment and everything that you're doing. But there is this freedom, particularly for women, when they've struggled with self-doubt, competition, comparison. I think that's just part of being a woman. But there is a freedom that comes when you actually step into your own unique design and that you're okay with who you are. Like you said, they're like, oh, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And there's a a homecoming in a sense, coming back to yourself, Mm -hmm. getting to know yourself and then getting about the mission of what God's created you to do because every single person has an irreplaceable mission on this planet. We talk about the layers of vocation. We have that universal vocation to love as God loves, our primary vocation, how we live that universal vocation out through 
consecrated life, marriage, the single life, sometimes we forget that we also have this individual vocation. So every single person has been given a unique mission and all of the gifts that you need to fulfill your mission are already within you. Sometimes we forget that because we rate our gifts and our skills and what she's doing against another person. We're looking for that often outside of ourselves when really coming home to ourselves, understanding how God's created us is so important so that we can discover our mission. Have you got some thoughts around that journey of of sort of, I mean, I know you and I have talked about this so many times, but the experience of comparing yourself to other women, doubting your gifts, and then I guess there's not, um, there's not a flow that comes with what you do when you're living in that state of comparison. Have you got some thoughts around that, Laura? I do. I do. It's, it's, it's actually sort of what has um, excited me about stepping into this space is to help is to help women especially understand um, that at, you know, at the moment of our conception, which is kind of a weird thing to think about, but it's a beautiful and holy moment. Each of us were conceived. The Lord sealed each one of us with a particular set of, of gifts that only we can bring to the world. Each one of us, as you said so beautifully, oh my gosh, I just could listen to you talk about this all day long, Karen. Um, but as you said so beautifully, like there's there's something that each of us is supposed to bring to the world. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss it. Like if we're not able to really sit back and rest in the fact that the Lord has created each one of us unique and unrepeatable, to be his unique image bearer to the world, right? Um, Until we can get rightly ordered in our understanding of ourselves and how the Lord has created us, we're going to struggle with the comparisons. We're going to struggle with um, maybe it's a holy envy, but then it slides into a really unholy jealousy, right? Envy is you sort of like, you know, you kind of want what that other person has, Mm. but then jealousy is where you no longer wish the goodwill of the other. Right. And so not not having a firm grasp on who we are as the Lord has created us is lent, lends itself to that slippery slope of, you know, we look at that other woman and we go, gosh, I want what she has. Or like, why did she get what I wanted, Lord? Like, you know, it, it so it's it's a disordered way of thinking about ourselves and it's a disordered way of thinking and looking at the other person. We objectify that other person. So there's a whole list of of just really not good things that come of not understanding and not being rooted in understanding and accepting. That's the other part of it, how the Lord has created us. Like I said before, you know, a lot of times the women will, will look at this list. They, you know, they, we talk about their, their, their motivators and, and, you know, you and I, I think we'll, we'll talk about this in a, in a little bit, but, you know, they get this list of things and they're like, yeah, 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 this is great. What does it tell me about myself? And the more we unpack it, the more they, they understand, they have language around, you know, how the Lord created them. They didn't have language before, and now they do. And then once they have that understanding, they can look at another woman and they can say, oh, look at what she has. Like, I have this and this is great. And now I can see what she has. And there's a shift. There's a change. And I think it stems from that fact that we have to learn to love ourselves. If we, you know, if we're not loving, if we can't love ourselves, we can't love anybody else. Like, that's a, that's a known thing there. And, and, um, once we have language about ourselves in terms of how good and holy we are, because the Lord has created us to be that way, the game changer. 
And I know for myself, I know for myself, it is. Um, my journey has always been about um, comparing myself to others. And I typically have fallen short. Or, you know, I will just start to do something and somebody else will beat me to the punch. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like, oh, I was going to buy that dress and then somebody else has bought it and they're wearing it and it's a size, four sizes smaller and they look better in it and all the things, you know, and, but the Lord has created me to wear the dress in a different way. You know, like I'm going to look how I'm supposed to look in the dress and that dress is going to fit me the way it's supposed to fit me. And I'm going to show up in, at the party wearing the dress and it's going to be fine and it's going to be great because it's mine. Um, I mean, that's just a, that's mm. kind of a, you know, a, a basic example, but it's the same when we look at, at how the Lord has uniquely gifted each one of us to show up in the world. Yes. Um Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, it's that. really beautiful to see. I'm unfold. just looking here. I've got this beautiful quote that just ties in with what you're saying there, and I'd love to just read it because it encapsulates mm. the essence of what you're saying, and it will um, serve as a good segue into the next part of our conversation. But this quote is: "Every life is a song. In order to hear it, we must enter into its rhythm and listen closely to the baseline and melody. The shape of God's design is revealed in the patterns of notes that play." in a person's soul. And the key there is that every one of us has a unique song to sing that, you know, our lives aren't complete if we're not living into our individual mission and vocation. And like you said earlier, people miss out when we don't live in our fullness. Um, But I think, you know, it's such a trap, this comparison. And like you said, when we compare ourselves, we end up falling into things like criticism and judgment. Um, It's such a temptation, particularly for women. But when you do have this revelation of how God's wired you, you start operating in in that unique design and then instead of competing or comparing you end up championing the gifts and the unique gifts in other women and I think that's really the place where we're going and where we want to be living and that's when Catherine Osina talks about setting the world ablaze that's what she's talking about everybody Mm -hmm. singing their own unique song which makes up this beautiful melody um, Mm. that gives glory to God so it's so beautiful I love that image I think you know one of the one of the things that I that you know in in praying about about my work with women and and just over the years um, in the ministry that I've had when I you know when I do my speaking or friend retreats or podcasts or even just, you know, regular conversations with women, I, I try to to tell them there's an urgency to this. Like, and by urgency, I mean, like we don't have time to waste worrying about what the, what we have versus what somebody else has, what we don't have versus, you know, and it, anything like that, whatever the Lord has created you to do, he needs you to do it. And he needs you to do it now, right? There's a good and holy mission. There's a purpose and a plan for each one of us and understanding how he has created us and accepting that means that if he asks us, he says, Laura, I want you to quit this job. I got this over here for you. You know, I can give my yes, Lord, I will, because I, I, I see where he's created me to do this. I see, and I can trust that, right? When we don't have that trust, when we don't understand that we're, we're not willing to give our yes lord i will we're very hesitant and we just we we stand back and the opportunity is gone now will somebody else do it yes but not in the way that you are supposed to do it not in the way that you are supposed to show up in the world and and be that like i say be that image bearer of christ to the world in the way that karen doyle does it best or in the way that laura roland does it best 
And so, you know, this this world desperately, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not even being too dramatic there, like desperately needs who we are as our true authentic selves. And, and there isn't time to waste. It's an urgent, urgent matter. And it is holy work that we are called to do. And we have to understand that the Lord's asking us now to step forward, right? It's it's our Joan of Arc moment, right? It's our it's our Esther moment. It's it's whatever you want to call it, but it is our it is our time. And if we're not careful, we're gonna miss it. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. And, and I do mm-hmm. I do hundred percent support what you're saying. I also believe that there is a different mission in a, in each season of our life. So the mission is different in every season that we're in. So sometimes people can confuse the personal vocation with doing something like a ministry or a book or a speaking or in a very public way, but that mission actually might be hidden. It might be something that's behind the scenes. It might be in your own home with your children. It might be in the workplace or in ministry, but the mission changes in different seasons, but the way in which you're called to serve with your gifts often remains the same. It remains that steady pattern um, that motivates you towards showing up in a particular way. I remember years mm-hmm. ago, I mean, my you're going to do some MCO coaching with me privately, which will be fun because I love the experience of those light bulb moments of understanding myself. And, and I think this is so true that when we do come to an understanding of who we are and how we've been wired, it's not an introspective process, but it's an understanding of our unique wiring then we can start moving and operating in that in an authentic way, as you say. So one of my core gifts and my strengths is creativity. I think that's one of my big motivators in life is just to create. And I remember someone once saying to me, oh, well, I'm just not like you. I'm just not a creative person. And I actually challenged them. I said, I actually don't believe that's true because creativity can take many forms. And we're actually all called to create. In fact, we're all called to co-create our lives with the Lord. That's a mandate given to us. And so it is just a simple matter of sometimes there are people who allow their creativity to flourish and and to nurture it. And there are those that allow their creativity to lay dormant. There's actually no such thing as creative and non-creative people. We're actually all creative. So this idea of creativity, I I love that, that, um, that that's one of the parts that you wanted to talk about, because what I've learned is that creativity in in women especially is it takes on many different forms right so like again when we're talking about what motivates us or how the lord has created us right that we um you know creativity can be anything from like i create art like i'm a painter or i do watercolors not myself but i'm just using as yes. as an example right but then somebody else might create recipes right somebody else might create systems at work Somebody else might create behind the scenes. They might organize the carpool for their kids' school. That's creating something. That's you're you're taking something that wasn't there and now you've created it for the good of somebody else. And so it, it the trick in in understanding how we are uniquely created is and what our giftedness is is to really look at which each one of those are and how we are you how we are showing up in the world presenting those gifts to to the world. Um, it's I don't want to say it's like we're not tricking ourselves into thinking about it, but we have to really unpack it and we have to look at at you know each of those motivators, each of our core motivators to see really how those are at work in our life. Where do we show up in the world? using each one of those things. And then that's when we can step into this and, and really own that, claim it and own it for our, for our own good so that we can 
know that this is really how the Lord has has designed us. Yeah. Well, look, I'd love to get into looking at this idea of motivators and motivational design, but I really, I just want to drive this point home to women about being co-creators with the Lord, because this is a mandate that's over our life. And I think that we are made in God's image and likeness, which means part of that image and likeness is the creative force which exists within the Trinity. So we have the image of God within us. And so we are called to operate in such a way that brings glory to him. And one of the ways we do that is through creating different things and and bringing something to birth, something to life in the world. So this beautiful creative force that comes from the love within the Trinity is something that we're called to reflect. And when we understand our motivational design, we're actually participating in that creative force, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. It's so, so well put, Karen. I love that. Um, And I, and I think it's really, um, to your point, it's really, it's really critical for women to understand how we are called to co-create with the Lord and, and what that really, what that really means. Because I think when we don't understand that everything in our life gets a little disordered, and we are, we're, we start grasping at things. We start, we start going, that's again, that's where that comparison and, and, um, you know, that envy maybe comes in. It's like, I want what she has. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to go do this. And I'm not really listening to where the Lord is calling me, um, you know, and what my personal, what he's actually, um, asking me to do with him. So I, I think it's really, it's, it's such a beautiful point for, for us to really, understand and embrace. Yeah. Well, look, I'd love to move into talking about our unique motivational design because you and I both know there's so much in the church around um, just our gifts, discovering our talents, discovering our gifts and strengths, Clifton Strengths Finder. Now, I'm a big believer in all of those tools. I think they're really important. But what comes before those tools is understanding our unique wiring. And I know there's this beautiful book, Unrepeatable, um, And in it, they talk about this unique motivational design and discovering what that is. And that's really where you've chosen to specialize and where you're operating in your gift is coaching women to understand their design, what motivates them. Can you explain a little bit to us about that unique motivational design, what it is and why it's so important? Sure. So the the uh, motivational code or M code, as it's known, um, just a little brief history about it. It was... Um, started about 60 years ago um, by um, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Miller. And he passed it on to his son and then his son's son. So Dr. Miller's grandson is Dr. Joshua Miller, who is out at Franciscan University, uh, the InScape Center for uh, Personal Vocation. And um, so it is uh, the the Miller family's work of 60 plus years of science looking at what motivates people. Um, and, you know, it's really about discovering your why, um, you know, why we get out of bed in the morning, why we take the actions that we take, why we make the choices that we make. Um, and it really gets to the core of who we are as the Lord has created us to be. I can't say that enough because that really is the language to use around this. Um, it gets to, you know, sort of what, what energizes us. Um, it gets to the heart of, of who the Lord created us to, to be, to show up in the world. Um, and when we show up in the world as our true and authentic self, we are in a rightly ordered relationship with the Lord. We're reflecting back to him all the gifts that he's given us. And so um, the part that I love about this is that we really get to the heart, especially for women, 
of how do we stop comparing ourselves to others is we have to know ourselves first. And that's really, that's, that's the, the, the beautiful outcome of this is that once we understand ourselves, we can see what we have to offer to the world. We can see what we bring into the world. Um, and we can see where we can thrive in the world and then make choices as a, as a result of that. Um, so there are 32 motivators. If you are human, <laughs> you're going to have 32 of them. The, the beauty of this is that they're going to be in a different ranked order for yourself based on something that we call fulfillment stories. So the other thing I love about ENCODE is that we start with story and we end with story and you write the story. Um, the, the individual writes their own story. So the fulfillment stories are, um, it's the narrative that, that you provide to the, um, for the online assessment. And it's a time you, you, you talk about four, you share four stories, um, from any part of your life where you have taken an action. And as a result of taking the action, regardless of the outcome, which is key here. Um, so it's, as a result of taking that action, you felt a sense of fulfillment or a sense of satisfaction. Um, so, uh, you know, it could be like maybe you were you wanted to operate a lemonade stand when you were six years old to, you know, to, to buy a teddy bear for the for the little kid down the street who, you know, lost his teddy bear. It wasn't that you raised the money. It was the process that you went through to to, to raise the money that was really satisfying to you, um, that really gave you a sense of fulfillment. So that's a really, that's a really simple way to, to look at it. Um, and, you know, it can be from any part of your life. Um, sometimes we get fulfillment stories that are all from like our personal side of our life, like things that we've done um, with our kids, or we've done maybe as a family or something like that. Sometimes they're all work related. There is no judgment about where those stories come from. They are your stories. It's your narrative. And then based on that, then you um, answer questions for the assessment. Um, and then when that is all finished, you get a report. And based on your answers, it's a combination of fulfillment stories and your answers to the assessment. You come out with this really great report that gives you your top five core motivators. So they're showing up in your answers, but they're also pulling from your story. And it's so amazing. It doesn't matter. I, I've seen this time and again. It doesn't matter where the stories, what part of your life the stories are from. The the, the pattern is there. <laughs> so yes. that's how you can be sure it's a true motivator. So, you know, I, I like to say by the numbers, there's 32 motivators. There's eight dimensions of motivation. Um, think of those as like categories or buckets that these 32 motivators can kind of fall into. You come out with a ranking of those 32, but we talk about your five core motivators, your top ones, and all of that adds up to one you that is unique and unrepeatable. The, the uh, statistic that I love the most about this is that the chances of you and someone else having the exact same code are one in 27 million. <laughs> there you go. Those are pretty good odds. Those are pretty good odds. And then even within that, even if you, even if there were two people who had the same, it's how you are living that out um, that would then differentiate you even further. So it really does show you in the truest sense of the word and your most authentic self. And so um it's a really beautiful, um, it's a really beautiful way to sort of give you language to describe yourself. Um, and then I talked about, we start with story and then we end with story. In my coaching program, what we do is that we end with putting your motivators together so that we sort of tell the story of you in terms of your, your core motivators and what that means in your life and how they're entertained, how they, um, I'm sorry, not 
how they how they interact with one another yes. um, and how they actually support one another to get you um you know to where you need to be so whether you're you're stuck in something we can look at where are you over functioning in a motivator um, if you are desiring to move into a different area, we look at, you know, are you motivated? Are these areas in which you're going to thrive or are these areas that maybe you should be really cautious of or whatever? So it really, um, it leads to some really great conversations about yeah. It's, about next step for people. It's fantastic. And I love um, in his book, he talks about the unique motivational design essentially being a person's individual signature or the code of their soul. And I love that language mm. because you're really getting to the heart of it. When you're talking about a person's soul, that's the essence of a person. And and I love all of the language that he puts around. He fleshes that out. It's fantastic. And I know in the masterclass that I do through the Genius Project, we devote two modules at the end to this rhythm of creation. Like how, what are our gifts? How can we activate our gifts in service and contribution? Because so many women know that they have something they want to work towards, but they either lack the skills or they lack the understanding of how they're wired in terms of moving along that journey and actually activating their gifts. I think we really need to come to a deeper awareness and understanding of how God's created us so that we can step into that unique mission. So it's such powerful work, Laura. Yeah, I think it's um, one of the points that I really have come to appreciate about motivation for, for us and especially um, for Catholics and Christians is is that we can talk about it in terms of of what the Lord really wants us to do and to be who He's created us to be to show up in this world, right? And um, and it sort of it sort of is, allows us to make the distinction between what is at the core. I love that you know at our soul level, like who we are, versus talents or strengths that we have. Um, the the strengths that we might have. We can think of those as skills and skills are things that we can use doesn't necessarily mean that they motivate us right to use them so you know the the way that i look at it was that you know i can i can clean the refrigerator in my house like nobody's business yep. <laughs> you know i can i can do it right i'm not motivated to do it it's not something that excites me i don't get energy from it um and and it's not something that i would ever want to do for a living because i'm not going to be motivated to show up every day to do it, but I have the skill and I could do it if I needed to do it. And I could use, I could then, you know, look at my motivation and say, what would motivate me to clean that, to, to utilize this skill? Well, there's lots of different things that we could do about it. Um, so it's really understanding that this motivation is who you are, who you are. Yeah. And, and I think it's helpful because when you understand that, like, yes, I do think sometimes we need to upskill and we need to learn skills to operate in an area where we're not particularly strong. But the other side of that is learning also how to delegate or how to ask for help in an area where you're, you're not strong. I know for myself, as you were talking, you were saying just about that enduring pattern throughout your life, that when you're doing those fulfillment stories, looking back to when you're a child and mine are very clear because I look back and I was organizing all of my cousins to do nativity plays and event management for us as an extended family for Christmas and, you know, organizing radio stations in the neighborhood or a neighborhood newspaper or constantly just doing projects that are creative. Um, so I, I look back and I can see that very clearly in my life. And that's where I think also Clifton Strengths talks about flow, that we can, one of the clues to 
these fulfillment stories, looking at where these flow, what's something that you do that just comes really easily that you feel fulfilled doing. Um, And like you said, it's not necessarily the thing that everyone cheered you on for or gave you positive feedback, said you were successful, but it's what brings internal fulfillment. And I think this is a really important point that we can be successful and we can be striving for success, but that's a very secular view of discovering our gifts and our patterns really the place that we want to be is laying ourselves down and our gifts and our talents and our design in service and contribution to build up the body of Christ. So our gifts and and who we are is not meant just for ourselves. It's also meant for others. But in giving, we receive and what we receive is a deep sense of fulfillment. And that's really the ultimate goal. Fulfillment in terms of living in our individual vocation and mission and serving others and bringing glory to God in the process. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, it's a it's our getting back in right relationship with the Lord is is so critical to this to to really understanding, like you said, like how we are how we are showing up as our most authentic self to the world. And the reason for that is because that's where the Lord needs us to be to re, to, to show Him, right? To show this is who He is. This is. This is, this is it. Like I'm in my zone. This is what the Lord wants me to be doing. People are attracted to that. They're curious about that. They see that authentic self. Um, yeah, it leads to a lot of just beautiful, beautiful changes. So good, Laura. I often am reminded of the story of Jesus encountering women and, and people in general throughout the gospel. But there's a very clear theme that emerges through his encounters that they have an encounter with him. They're transformed by him. But after that, they're sent by him and he gives each of them a mission. And I think he wants to do the same for each of us. And sometimes we need to cooperate with that process. St. Augustine said, he who created you without your cooperation, he won't save you. So God wants us to also be active participants in our own life and in this journey of discovering how he's created us to be and how he's asking us to show up in the world in terms of serving him in our mission. It's a beautiful process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so part of how women can cooperate with that process is to do this M-code coaching. So can you tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about your role in that process and how women can find you? Because sure. I think you're yeah. one of the few people who are doing this at the moment. There's not many. In I fact, am. I think you're yeah. really spearheading something, having trained yeah. under Arthur Miller himself. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it was through Dr. His, his grandson, his, Joshua his Miller. Grandson. Right. Um, and so the, the, when I decided to do this, I knew that I wanted to do it specifically through the lens of our Catholic faith, being able to talk about this idea of personal vocation. Um, you know, the language around that is, is really, um, it's beautiful. Um, and the, the, the ability to have those conversations about this is your soul. <laughs> you know, this is you, right? It's just, that was something that I knew that I wanted to do. So, um, so getting trained by, by Dr. Miller, I am able to call myself a certified Catholic M code coach. Um, I also can do secular M code training and coaching, which is fine too. It's a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful assessment that I think everybody should take um, and have coaching through. Um, what I do in my coaching program is 
you know, people get this report and they read it. We've all done it, right? Like, so whether it's been like a Myers-Briggs assessment or the Strength Finder assessment or, um, you know, any of these others, I think there's a disc, like the disc assessment is something else. Like there's lots and lots of like working genius, beautiful, good, holy information. It really is. But then you get the report and you're like, okay, this is great, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what this means. And so that we put it on the shelf and we don't live it out. And M code is meant to be lived out. It's meant to be lived out loud. It is meant to be embraced. It is meant to give you language to use so that you can go in and advocate for yourself in all the different ways to make sure that you are in an environment where you can thrive. Um, Because that's really what this is about. It's about how we can, where we thrive, how we're showing up in the world. Um, So what I do in my, with coaching is that we look through the report. Um, I actually provide a, um, a deeper uh, insight into the, into each of the, the top five motivators for people. Um, and we go through this in terms of like, this is about you. This is the way that you would show up in the world in general, people who are motivated in this way. Um, and so we give some language about that. Like these are things, patterns of behaviors that you might see. I also give them um, some language to use around and things to be aware of. I call it, you need to know about this. So K-N-O-W. Um, they call it the, the motivation assessment. People call it the flip side of things. So it's really, or it could be also the shadow side. Um, but it's sort of like, for me, it's, I, I like to look at it as it's places where you would get stuck, like you're over-functioning in this. And so these are things you just need to be aware of as somebody that's highly motivated to do this you know, X, Y, and Z. And then the last part that we really talk about is we look at environments in which you will thrive. So um, each of the motivators has um, some key points to it about, you know, either individuality or, um, you know, like you need, like some people need to be, have clear direction with clear boundaries. That's where they're going to thrive. Other people are like, yeah, no, that's not my thing. Like, I want freedom. Yes. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Let me roam free here, people, and I will check in with you. And so it's really important to understand, you know, if you're not if you're not thriving in an environment, either a work environment or maybe it's a volunteer gig that you're doing or maybe it's even at home, you know, we look at that thriving environment. Are those conditions being met for you? And then we have really open and honest conversations about what that could look like for you. Um, a lot of times we spend a, a, a good portion of the time looking at how they might be over-functioning in that, that, in that no area and things to look out for. Um, and then the beauty of all of it, like I said, we start with story, we end with story, we put it together in a motivational flow. So StrengthsFinder talks about like how how you get in the flow of using these things of the strength. Motivational flow looks at how, it looks at what your why is. It looks at, uh, you know, because you're motivated to to do this, these are the, these are the processes that you put into place to achieve what you want to achieve. And it really helps you almost craft a mission statement for yourself. Um, we've, uh, some of the ladies that I've worked with have used it as they're launching new businesses. And so this is their statement of, of this is why I'm doing what I'm doing as, you know, an accountant or, um, you know, a health coach or, um, you know, whatever else it is that they're doing, a virtual assistant program. This is my why. This is this is why I'm doing what I do. And so um, the, the coaching goes pretty deep. Um, and we it's usually about 
three, three and a half hours and we do it over a series of, of three different appointments. Um, and then at the end of it, you know, people can, can reach back out and they can have talks or whatever, especially if it's like, Hey, I had one more question about this one thing and you know, whatever, but, but really it gives people the opportunity to, to really take a deep dive into understanding, um, you know, what these motivators are and, and how this individual person is showing up. Because it's going to look different for each person, even though the motivator might be the same, how they're showing up in the world, highly motivated in this way. It's going to be really unique Fantastic. as it, which is so beautiful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I do. My job is really, I hold space for, for people as we talk about this. Um, you're very stories good at that. Are, I can vouch for that. You're, you're brilliant you. at that. And and your insights you. are very powerful too. So Laura, where mm. can people go to find you if they'd like mm-hmm. to book a session with you? Sure. So my website is uh, laurarolandcoaching.com and all the information that you would want is there. When you work with me, you get free assessment. So that's included in the coaching packages so that you can go ahead and get that done. And then um, we can get those scheduled, those appointments scheduled to talk about it. So there's lots of different tiers of packages that I offer for that. I also do group coaching calls. If you want to pop on a group coaching call on Friday. So that's also available for, available for people who maybe just want a quick question answered or want to kind of see what motivators are for other people and what that looks like. So people like, some people really love the group coaching. It provides a little level of anonymity for them which is mm. kind of fun um, for them. And then they still get some questions answered. So lots of different ways. And then okay. of course you can always reach me on Instagram. So what's your handle for Instagram? Oh, yeah. sorry. So that's uh, Laura Roland dot this woman's journey. So that's all put together. We'll put all the links in the show notes as well. Yeah, please do. Please do. We'll put all those in. But Laura, thank you so much for your time today. And it's just so wonderful to have this conversation. I really encourage women to go and check out the wonderful work you're spearheading in this area. Thanks so much, Karen. And I I really want to encourage you to do your M code. (laughs) I'm dying to know what your top five motivators are. So uh, I will be doing Thank that. you so Don't much, you Karen. It's always a good and holy conversation with you. And I, I always walk away with so many little just gems of things that just are a balm to my soul. So thank you for your yes. And thank you for sharing your beautiful gifts with the, with me and in friendship and sisterhood, but also with, with all of the women who, whom you serve through your podcast and through your, all of the offerings that you have, your master classes and, and all of the resources that you offer to everybody out there. You, tr- you truly are a gift. You really are. Thank you. You're beautiful. Well, God bless you. And thanks again, Laura. Well, I really hope and pray that that was an insightful conversation for you and that it sowed some seeds that you can take away and really start to do your own research and your own praying into what is your own unique motivational design. What is the Lord asking you to do? And how is he asking you to co-create a masterpiece of your life that will bring glory to him? So ladies, I really want to encourage you to go deeper with this content. There's a fantastic book that I read about four years ago called Unique and Unrepeatable. Really encourage you to get a copy of this book if you'd like to go deeper. In the Genius Project Catholic Women's Masterclass, we actually devote two whole modules to coaching you and walking you through the process of understanding what your personal vocation is, what your gifts and skills are, what your unique motivational design is and how you can activate 
your gifts in service and contribution. So I'd love to invite you to check out that masterclass. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Otherwise, you can find out more on our website, www.geniusproject.co and check out the masterclass page. I've also put links below this video so that you can follow up with some coaching with Laura Rowland. Until next week, ladies, have a beautiful week. God bless you. And I look forward to you joining me again next week on the Genius Podcast.